people have been asking, and it is finally here. My next live event, Work On Your Game Live, is taking place. Write these dates down. February 3rd and 4th, that's a Friday and a Saturday, here in beautiful, sunny, warm Miami, Florida, February 2023, February 3rd and 4th. At this event, we're going to help you achieve three specific things. You can write these things down too. Number one, help you raise your level of performance, because as I always say, this is a performance-based business that we are in. Number two, increase the consistency of your performance. This means you don't only perform at a high level, but you can do it over and over and over again. And number three, you're going to make more money in your business. If you are into making more money and generating more revenue in your business, we're going to do all of that. Those three things, performance, consistency, revenue, at Work On Your Game Live. Now, how we're going to do that are four specific things, the mindset that you need to show up every day and do the work, the strategy so that you have a game plan of action, the system so that you can execute the strategy consistently without fail, with very little variation from moment to moment, and the execution to go and get it done over and over and over again. Those are just details. But just keep these three things in mind that I told you at the top. Performance, consistency, income. If you are interested in any one of those three things or two of them or all three, go to workonyourgame.live. Again, workonyourgame.live. Get your ticket to the event. I am hosting. I will be teaching the entire two days. We'll give you food and snacks and coffee and donuts and all that. We have VIP dinners both nights that are optional if you would like to join. And I mean, it's Miami. Who doesn't want to be in Miami in the middle of February when it's the coldest part of the year everywhere else in the United States? Get your ticket by going to workonyourgame.live. Then text me. Let me know that you're coming. And we're going to know who everybody is, who needs to meet who. I'm going to make sure everybody gets exactly what you need out of that. You will not leave that room unless you have a full game plan moving forward of action to take your business where it needs to go. Workonyourgame.live. Wherever you're listening to the show, please subscribe to the show so that you are getting notified about every new episode that comes out. And leave a rating of the show so that other people can know about it. We can move up the algorithm so other people can work on their game the same way you're working on your game. Now let's get to it. I have a text line where I send out a free daily motivation text to everyone in my community every morning. If you want to get that text, text me at this number right now, 305-384-6894. 305-384-6894. Straight to your phone, free, everyday, daily motivation. Send me a text right now. Just the fact that you have the position doesn't really mean much. Again, folks, a good argument stands on its own two feet. Great exceptional. Work on your game. I like the approach. Work on your fucking game. Everybody has relates to what Dre's saying in a different way. Work on your game. I like the way he thinks. Work on your fucking game. I like the frameworks that he's put together. Work on your game. And I would highly recommend it to anybody that's trying to work on their game. Work on your fucking game. I think it's a good approach. It's a different approach, too. Hey, you, work on your game. Gave me something really good. Work on your game. Dreolday.com. And his philosophy makes a lot of sense. Not only work on your game, perfect your craft. Work on your game. He knows how to communicate in such a fabulous way. I can't say it enough. Work on your game. You are now tuned into the show where you learn the discipline to show up day after day to do the work, the confidence to put yourself out there boldly and offensively, and the mental toughness to continue showing up, doing the work, putting yourself out there, even when the success you've expected to achieve has yet to be achieved. And on top of all this, you get a huge dose of personal initiative that is the go-getter energy that moves any one of us, including yourself, to go and make things happen instead of waiting for things to happen. And then we put all this together. 
into a series of frameworks, approaches, insights, strategies, and techniques all underneath the umbrella of one unifying philosophy that is called work on your game. My name is Dre Baldwin, also known as Dre All Day, and welcome to the show. And today's topic is we're going to talk about the appeal to authority, logical fallacy. We're going to break down what exactly that means, what it is, where it comes from, how this has been used to fool, at least fool you, and at worst, to move you to do things that you probably wouldn't do had you understood what this was. But we'll get to that in a second. First of all, let me tell you, I have a daily motivation text I send out free of charge every morning to everyone in my text community. You want to receive that message that's going to keep you focused, sharp and on point. Text me at my number 305-384-6894. Every day when that message goes out, you shall receive. Second, my next live event, Work On Your Game Live, is happening in person, Miami, Florida, February 3rd and 4th. Go to workonyourgame.live. If the page is still up, you can get tickets to that event. If the page is down, then the tickets are gone. But go to workonyourgame.live just now and check and find out if you can get tickets to that event before the cart closes and we are not allowing anyone else to register for the event. And third, go to workonyourgameuniversity.com. That's where you can take your next step in your Work On Your Game journey is to be in Work On Your Game University. That's where you can get access to all my courses. You can get into my coaching programs and we can go to the next level here and taking your game to the next level of performance, consistency, and, of course, producing that ROI for your game. Now, getting to this topic, the appeal to authority, logical fallacy, and also how to avoid it also is another part of uh, what we're going to talk about here today. I'm going to read the uh, definition of the appeal to authority, logical fallacy. This is straight from a website called yourlogicalfallacyis.com. If you are not familiar with that website, I would suggest you go there and click around and just read what the logical fallacies are, because if you read these, what you'll notice is that there are a whole lot of logical fallacies that people employ over and over and over again in their speech patterns. And you'll probably notice some that you have used yourself. That's OK. You notice yourself using a logical fallacy. As long as you catch it, you can do something about it. But if you're not even aware that you're utilizing logical fallacies, then you will not understand that you are tricking yourself with the things that you're telling yourself. That's why Understanding logical fallacies matters so much. And this is why I did episodes on critical thinking in episode 2073, signs that you are not a critical thinker. Episode number 18, 26, and 27, how to be a critical thinker and habits of critical thinking are covered in those episodes. So let's get to this. First of all, the definition of the appeal to authority, logical fallacy. That's what it's called, appeal to authority. And this is a fallacy that you should appeal to authority. And let me actually get a definition first. Quote, you said that. Because an authority thinks something, it must therefore be true. It is important to note that this fallacy should not be used to dismiss the claims of experts or scientific consensus. That's questionable. That's my note. But continuing. Appeals to authority are not valid arguments, but nor is it reasonable to disregard the claims of experts who have a demonstrated depth of knowledge unless one has a similar level of understanding and or access to empirical evidence. However, it is entirely possible that the opinion of a person or institution of authority is wrong. Therefore, the authority of such a person or institution holds does not have any intrinsic bearing on whether their claims are true or not. Close quote. It's a pretty long definition. That's why you should go to yourlogicalfallacyis.com so you can understand this. The whole point of what we're going to be talking about here today is that because a person has a position of authority, because a person holds a certain title, whether that's president, scientist, doctor, teacher, lawyer, parent, etc., just because they hold the position of authority does not necessarily mean that what they say or what conclusion that they come to should be accepted just on the fact that they hold the position. And again, a strong argument will stand on its own two feet, regardless of where it comes from. Okay. So the appeal to authority is somebody saying, well, 
I'm going to go with this or agree with this or believe in this because a person who has a certain authoritative title said it or they believe it. That's not necessarily true. And this is something that we definitely learned over the last few years where people who have positions of authority, let's just say in the medical space, were telling us certain things. And then years later, they had to backtrack, quietly backtrack on those same things that they said. And what they did was use the appeal to authority logical fallacy to get a bunch of people to follow what they were saying. The thing is, what you have to understand is that you always have to wonder what a person's angle is. And there are a lot of people who had a position of authority who had an angle of wanting you to do a certain thing. So they utilized their authority to push the angle that they had. And a lot of people didn't understand the angle until it was too late. And what you did was irreversible. So let's get into it. Point number one. Topic again is the appeal to authority logical fallacy. Number one, your job title, experience, or other trappings of achievement do not make your arguments accurate on the surface. The fact that you have a job doing a certain thing, you do a certain thing for a living, does not mean that whatever argument you make needs to be accepted just because you have that job. I played basketball professionally just because I have an opinion about basketball and you never played basketball professionally and you have an opinion. It doesn't necessarily mean that my opinion is more right than yours is simply because I played and you didn't because you still might have a better argument than me. This is the appeal to authority logical fallacy that a lot of people don't understand. And many people falsely use this argument to basically defend themselves instead of actually having a strong argument. They say, well, I do this for a living. It's like if we were talking about driving trucks and you say, well, I drive trucks for a living and I don't drive trucks for a living. That doesn't necessarily mean that you're right and I'm wrong. Not necessarily. Now, your experience in driving the truck may lead to you being able to better explain your point than I could. That what might make you more correct than I am. But just the fact that you have the position doesn't really mean much. Again, folks, a good argument stands on its own two feet. You don't need to defend it by talking about your job title, your position or your resume or how long you did this or where you went to school. All of those things are crutches that people use when their argument is not strong enough to stand on its own. I was having a conversation with a person who I'm not going to name, but they know who they are. And I've had this conversation multiple times with multiple people who defended their arguments. I was talking to this person and they started defending their argument by stating what they do for a living or how long they've been doing it as if that alone makes their argument sound. And thus it means it should be accepted and it should not go challenged because I do this thing for a living. All right. This is bullshit. And there's a complete logical fallacy. When you have a sound argument, folks, again, I've said this already twice. It stands on its own two feet. It doesn't matter what you do for a living. It doesn't matter what your job is, what title you have, your position, your years of experience or anything else you try to use to defend the point that has to defend the point because those things have nothing to do with the point. All right. The fact that I played, if I have an, an opinion or I offer you a perspective on basketball, let's say, or podcasting or entrepreneurship, the fact that I do those things professionally, do or have done those things professionally has no bearing on the point that I'm making. And if I make a good enough point, the fact that I did those things professionally, I don't even have to bring those up. It doesn't matter because the argument stands on its own. Again, this is where logical fallacies come in is that often people, they try to shield their arguments from challenge or questioning by saying, well, I do this thing for a living. This has happened so many times. I could think of too many examples. There was a person who was saying, well, why do I need to defend what I'm saying to, you know, against these people because I'm a blank and they filled in a blank with what they do for a living as if that means though simply because I have this job, that means I don't have to defend myself against people who don't have this job. All right, that's bullshit. And this person was working in a space that, you know, is allegedly requires a high level of intellectual capacity. We'll just leave it at that. Let's move on to point number two. Today's topic, once again, is the appeal to authority logical fallacy. Number two, 
always be skeptical of a person who uses their resume as a shield against questioning or opposition. All right, as I just said, let me say that sentence one more time, because many of you who are listening to me, all right, some of you are guilty of doing this. I know that some of you are guilty of doing this because I see it happen so often. Just by law of averages, there had to be a few people in my audience who are guilty of this. And it's okay to be guilty of this. Just make sure you don't do it anymore because I'm pointing it out to you. Always be skeptical of a person who uses their resume as a shield against questioning or opposition. This is the person who says, well, I do X for a living. Therefore, any opinion I have on X cannot be questioned or opposed because I do X for a living. All right, that's bullshit. That is a logical fallacy. All right, the fact that I have a podcast does not mean anything I say about podcasting is 100% accurate and true. If I tell you something about podcasting and I want you to believe me, then I'll give you an argument that makes the point stand by itself. The fact that I have a podcast has nothing to do with my point. Get what I'm saying? The fact that I have a podcast has something to do with my knowledge that leads to the point, but the fact that I have one has nothing to do with the point itself. So, for example, a few years ago when the COVID was out there and everyone was talking about it, how many doctors told you? that you should listen to them simply because they were doctors or simply because they were scientists or that we were supposed to, quote, follow the science, close quote. Also, the people who told you that you shouldn't listen to the doctors or the scientists or that the people not shouldn't, but that you should rather listen to all doctors and scientists. These are people who weren't doctors and scientists. They were saying you should listen to them because they're doctors and scientists. Well, we see how that turned out, don't we? Uh, we still also see people who are still defending doctors and scientists, quote unquote, with this fallacy of logic. Again, if you have a strong enough argument, it doesn't matter that you're a doctor or a scientist. Your argument should make sense to me, aside from the fact that you're defending it with, well, I'm a doctor. So you're questioning me. You can't question me because I'm a doctor. Again, bullshit. Again, we see people do this all the time. Well, are you a doctor? How are you going to say anything against taking a shot or doing this or doing that because you're not a doctor? Again, this is why I told you at the top of this episode, you always have to consider the angle of a person. What is their reasoning for having the argument that they have? Is it just purely just going off of straight logic and there's, they're being completely objective? Or do they have an angle that maybe they're being cajoled or coerced into having? Or is there some ulterior motive that maybe you don't know about that's causing them to have the opinion or position that they have? This is why you got to go a little bit deeper beneath the surface of what people are saying and don't just take things off at face value. Now, when you're dealing with other adults, especially when there's money involved in any situation in life, you should rarely take things at face value because there's usually another layer to situations than what meets the eye, almost always. So I told you all the story in the episode on, let me tell you what episode that was, where I trashed the medical system in the United States. That was episode 2338. And in that episode, if you haven't heard that episode, I advise you to go listen to it. I told you the story of my son being born. And how we're at the hospital and this doctor tried to use her position as a doctor, her status, her role as a doctor to tell me what I should allow her slash the hospital to do to my son. Now, I questioned her. The conversation started with her telling me this laundry list of things that she wanted to do to my son. And this is like the day he was born. The conversation started with me questioning the things that she was saying. Why do this? Why that? Why do we need to do this, that, and the third? And conversation quickly turned from a conversation to an argument because she was not used to and really did not like the fact that I was questioning her. It just started off with me questioning her. And the way that she reacted was to basically double down on her position of authority and using the appealing to authority logical fallacy and telling me that because she's a doctor and basically trying to throw a whole bunch of 
fear mongering at me. Well, I fear for the life of your son, this and that and the third. We don't do this thing, that thing and the third thing and all the other eight things that she wanted to do. She's tried to use the appeal to authority. And I immediately noticed it. Now, I did not say to her and on the spot, hey, doctor, you're using a logical fallacy. I didn't say that. I skipped over that part. And I went straight to completely rejecting everything she was saying because she couldn't formulate an argument for why we should do it. Aside from, well, I'm a doctor, so just do what I say and just listen to me and just bow to my authority. And I'm just not the type of person who does that. The thing is, she's probably used to 99 out of 100 people accepting the things that she was saying. And when she ran into one person who didn't, she didn't know how to deal with that. So it quickly went from a conversation to an argument. And I ended up winning that argument just for the record. And none of the things that she wanted to do got done because that absolutely wasn't going to happen. The whole point is she was trying to use her position, her authority or her alleged authority that she thought she had over that she usually has over everybody else who comes to the hospital, but she didn't have over me to do what she wanted to do. And she reacted in a very hostile way because, again, she had been conditioned to believe that anyone with her position of authority is just going to accept whatever she says. And again, 98 out of 100 times, let's say 98, not 99. I was the one I bet there's probably one of 98 out of 100 times. It works. Now, why do people do this? Why does it matter? Why does why do people use their appeal to authority? And why am I telling you that you should always question what someone's ulterior motives are for using the appeal to authority and logical fallacy? Because it's often not just about the point. It's usually another layer to it. This is why you got to consider vested interests. In other words, what else does this person get for getting you to agree with them? Because if it's just about the point, then why would anybody get upset? I mean, it's just the point. But usually it's other things. Vested interests means basically what else does this person get for you following what they say? And if you don't know what else they get, then this is how you can get duped. This is how you can get fooled. This is how you can get bullied and coerced into doing something that if you had more information later on, you would say to yourself, damn, I probably wouldn't have done that. And again, over the last three years, maybe some of you are experiencing that buyer's remorse, for lack of a better term, but you might not want to admit it because nothing you can do to undo it. The whole point is you didn't know what the vested interests were that people had. And many people still don't know what those vested interests were. And understanding someone's vested interests, their ulterior motives, requires an additional dimension of thinking that, frankly, most human beings don't have and don't access. Most people don't look beneath the surface of anything that's being shown to them. I've told you this many times. This is the reason, even when I talk about confidence and the way you present yourself, most people are not going to look beneath the surface of how you present yourself. They're going to judge you based on how you show up. Even if how you're showing up is a complete, even if you're completely acting in that moment, lying to fake it till you make it, but you convince yourself that you're someone other than who you are and you're actually being it, not faking it, but being it, people will accept you at face value for how you present yourself. They're not going to go deeper into you because people are mentally lazy. Most human beings, all of us actually, are mentally lazy. We don't have the time to go deeper into thinking about what other people are doing. And there, again, there are some exceptional people who are type people who think about this kind of stuff, introspective people, critical thinkers. I put myself in that category where I look deeper into what people are presenting versus what's actually going on. But that's actually part of my work. Now, it's part of my work to do that. But most people, if it's not part of their work, they don't do this. They don't do the extra work mentally. So they just accept things that are given to them on the surface. So here's a question you should ask yourself. Anytime someone is trying to use the appeal to authority, they're trying to use the appeal to authority approach with you. Let's call it that because maybe their authority should be bowed to and followed. Sometimes it does make sense, but sometimes it doesn't. Question is, what does this person gain by having you agree with them or to comply with them on this particular subject? If you agree or comply with them, what do they get? You should always ask yourself this question. So, for example, 
Actually, before I even get into that, going back to the story I was talking about my son being born in the hospital, what did that doctor get if I was to go along with everything that she was saying to do? First of all, one thing that I understand about the medical system in the United States, and I went into detail on this in episode 2338, is that every intervention, this is called an intervention, everything that a hospital gives you when you are in the hospital, every single thing they give you, everything they poke you with, everything they put you on, et cetera, et cetera, makes them money. So if you go to the hospital and they say we need to do these two things, they make money off those two things. And if they say we need to do 10 things, they make money off the 10 things. So which one makes more money if they do two things or if they do 10? They make more money if they do 10. So that's part of the ulterior motive that the hospital has that they don't tell you. They don't disclose this to you, but it happens. Look at your bill. When you get out of the hospital, if you have insurance, if you can look at that bill, look at the bill. It shows you exactly. They charge you for every single thing that they do. So the fewer things they do, the less money that they make. And that trickles down. That shit trickles downhill to everybody else who works there at the hospital. And another ulterior motive that this doctor might have had, because this woman was relatively young. And again, this is just all parts of the things that I notice about people. And this is just an inference that I have that who knows this is actually true. But she was relatively young. And I believe that in that ICU, that she was basically trying to establish herself as someone to be respected, trusted, listened to, and followed by the many nurses who were milling about inside the ICU that particular night. So when I challenged her and everyone noticed me challenging her, I think she was like, I need to establish myself as someone who will be listened to and I'm not going to be questioned by the parent of a child patient here. I got to prove that I know what I'm doing and that I can hold my own. So she decided to double down and she ended up losing. But again, with most people, she would have got away with that. So these are things that you got to be thinking about. And it's not always about, well, I just have this position, so you should just follow me. So this is the question you got to ask yourself. And you got to train yourself to ask yourself this unconsciously and quickly, because you may have to make these decisions and these are snap judgment decisions you have to make. What does this person gain by having you agree with them or comply with them on this particular subject? So a lot of people don't know this, but when it comes to the concept of transgenderism in adolescent kids, which is a thing that is coming. That's the next thing coming down the pipe, by the way. It's happening already, but it hasn't gotten big enough yet. It's gotten a lot of people's attention. But when it comes to kids making permanent changes to their bodies, like girls having their breasts removed or boys having their penises cut off, there's a lot of money to be made by the doctors who perform these operations. And again, a lot of you don't know that, that if a boy decides to get his penis cut off or a girl decides to get her breasts removed, and this is happening, these things are literally happening in the United States of America right now, Doctors make a lot of money for performing these operations. Now, why does that matter? Because the doctor has a vested interest in co-signing what the adolescent wants to do. Why? Because the doctor makes a lot of money. So think about this. If I run a private practice as a doctor and your daughter comes to me and says, I want to remove my breasts because I decided that I'm not a girl anymore. I'm a boy. I'm not Alice anymore. I'm Alex. And they decide that. And they come to me and ask me if I will perform the operation to remove their breast tissue. And if I do it, I could make, I don't know the number, let's just say it's $20,000. Uh, medical procedures, especially surgeries, are expensive. They're high ticket is what we would call that in the sales world. I can make $20,000 for doing that operation, $20,000 into my pocket. Or I could say, no, I'm not doing it and not get the $20,000. You're still going to do it. You're just going to go do it somewhere else. Now, is the fact that I can make $20,000, does that factor into the fact that I'm getting on YouTube or getting on a stage or going on Twitter or going on TikTok and saying, hey, gender affirming care for kids is what we should do for them, because if we don't, then they're going to hate themselves and they might commit suicide. And we have to you know, let kids be who they want to be. If I go in there and I say all of that stuff and I defend it by saying, well, hey, I've been a doctor for 27 years. Now, again, is the fact that I've been a doctor for 27 years the real reason why I'm saying it? 
No, it's because of that 20 grand I'm going to put in my pocket. But if you don't know what's going on behind the scenes and you don't understand the ulterior motives that I have, you don't understand my angle, then you might just take what I'm saying at face value. I'm a doctor and this is what I'm saying. And you're not a doctor, so you should probably listen to me on medical issues. You might buy into that appeal to authority logical fallacy. Is everybody following what I'm saying here? See, that doctor is not making an objective decision. So this is the thing that, and I'm using this as an example because this is what's going on right now. All those shots that many of you took a few years ago, oh, they got paid for every one of those shots. Every one of those shots, somebody got paid. If somebody died in a car accident, they would take the test of that person. And if that person happened to have, they returned a positive test for the virus, even though they died in a car accident, oh, they would mark that as a death from the virus. And guess what? They made more money every time somebody died of the virus, quote unquote, of the virus, they made more money. Oh, this is a true thing. Look it up, folks. If you didn't know, look it up. This is a true thing. And this is why you got to get your own information these days, because the news is not going to give it to you. All of these things, everything that I'm telling you here is true. So you got to understand, is someone really being objective when they're saying what they're saying, or do they have an angle that you don't know about? So if your decision can make you hundreds of thousands of dollars, are you being objective in deciding whether or not to do it? Of course not. And again, no human being is completely objective and you don't need to be completely objective all the time, but you need to make sure that other people are not telling you one thing while the real deal is another thing. So unless you're in a position with where that amount of money doesn't matter to you, most people ain't in that position. Most actually nobody's in that position. I don't care how much money somebody has. $100,000 is a big deal. $20,000 is a lot of money. I don't care how much money you got. All right. Name a person on the planet. If they saw $20,000 on the ground, they wouldn't stop to pick it up. Name one. How much money would you need to have that you wouldn't stop to grab 20000 if you saw it on the ground available for the taking? How much would you have to have for that to not matter? Okay, there you go. So you got to weigh everything that you hear from people against what their possible vested interests may be. And if you don't know what their vested interests are, you should ask yourself, what other reasons does this person have for saying what they're saying? That's a critical thinker's question. Let me give you that question again in case you want to write it down. What other reasons does this person have for saying what they are saying and doing what they are doing? I guarantee you there are other reasons. You might not know about them, but I guarantee you that they exist. Challenge is you often don't know what these things are until it's too late. And this is why time is your most valuable resource, because when something is forced upon you and is presented as an urgency that you have to do right now, again, let's look at the last three years, those shots that people got put in their arms as if they had to do it ASAP and it was presented as this urgent thing. And if you don't do it now, you're going to be in danger. Again, this is what the medical system does in America. It threatens your well-being. They threaten your well-being. Doesn't mean anything's actually going to happen, but they act like it will. This is what they do. This is how they move people to action. Logical fallacies. This is why critical thinking matters so much, everybody. You got to understand this when you are assessing things that are being shared with you. Now, when it comes to certain things, maybe it's too late, but we can't fix the past, but we can be prepared for the future. Moving on to point number three. Today's topic, once again, is the appeal to authority, logical fallacy how to notice it and how to avoid it. Number three, this is probably the greatest gift that we got from the presidency of one Donald Trump. Whether you voted for him or you didn't, whether you loved the fact that he was president or you hated it, here's the best thing that we got from his presidency was the fact that he coined and popularized the term fake news. Now, why is that a great thing that Donald Trump did? The reason why this is great is because in doing this, what he did was undermine people's trust in authority figures and cause people to, if not just question, to completely defy and ignore people in positions of authority on many topics. What he did was cause people to start questioning, should we actually listen to these people? Do these people actually have an ulterior motive? Are these people actually being fair? Are these people actually being objective? 
do these people have other angles that we didn't previously know about that might be causing them to say the things that they're saying? Are these people actually being straight up like they present themselves to be? Donald Trump's presence caused us to start questioning that because his presence so triggered so many people emotionally that they had no choice. Well, they did have a choice, but they couldn't stop themselves from showing their hands because they started acting out emotionally rather than logically. His presence did that. And again, I don't care whether you like them or not. Nobody can deny this as a truth because it caused a lot of people to start reacting emotionally. And when people react emotionally, what they tend to do is show their hands. In other words, whatever their angle is, it becomes really obvious when people become emotional. It's not easy to see when people are being logical and they're calm and poised. But when they become emotional, people tend to lose control over that poise. That poise tends to go right out the window when people get emotional. Trump's presence made a lot of people very emotional and it caused them to tip their hands and show all their cards. And now you can't close Pandora's box once it's open. And now we don't trust the media the way that we used to. This is why I told you, stop watching the news. That was episode number 1474. Stop watching the news. While to be fair, it has caused people to go in the exact opposite direction of anything they hear from a person in a position of authority. It also caused people, and sometimes that's not necessarily the right thing to do. Sometimes a person in a position of authority is actually telling you something useful, but it's caused a lot of people to just completely reject anything. So that's the that's the the trade-off of this. But it also caused critical thinkers, people like you, to think a little bit harder about anything that is pushed on them by people in positions of authority. Think a little bit harder about it. That's what it at least opened people's minds up to. It invited people to start thinking about getting their own information rather than depending on what they were being told. It's the main reason why the establishment authority figures really didn't like Trump. That's really why they didn't like him. It wasn't anything about what he was saying on Twitter or what happened in his past or whether grab him by the pussy or any of the other things that people those are the, just the pretexts. Those are just the excuses. The real reason a lot of the establishment authority figures didn't like Trump is because he started questioning their legitimacy and he made a whole bunch of other people question their legitimacy and they will hate him forever because he did that. And there's no going back. The fact that he did that, even if he doesn't do anything else publicly, he did that. People will hate him forever because of that. He undermined their authority. He made their appeal to authority logical fallacy obvious. Again, it's not because of Twitter, it's not because of any other nonsense. That overall, I believe, regardless of who's president, I believe that's a net positive because it, what it causes a lot of people to become critical thinkers who otherwise would not have been. Moving on, point number four, today's topic, once again, is the appeal to authority, logical fallacy, how to notice it and how to avoid it. Number four, we also got to understand the flip side to this because every action has an equal and opposite reaction. All right, let's not ignore that. The fact that now more people are questioning authority and understand that they don't need to listen to authority and that we realize that many authority figures don't actually have as much authority as they pose themselves as having has led to, this is what has led to, this has been the reaction, the reaction to the reaction. Authority figures now are doubling and tripling down on their positions for appearances of authority because they don't have anything else to go to. See, this is what happens. So they got pointed out that these people in alleged authority didn't really have authority. People started questioning and rejecting their authority. Now, instead of just saying, all right, you're right, we didn't have authority, let us fix it and let's rebuild our relationship. Instead of doing that, this is what the people did instead. The people whose authority is being questioned, they decided to double and triple down on authority. They actually decided, you know what, we're going to roll with an even more iron fist now that you're questioning us. 
And the reason why they're doing this is because they don't have a plan B. They don't have a plan B but to be an authority figure. There's nothing else that they can do. They don't have any other skill but to appeal to their own authority. This is the only way they can get anybody to listen to them is by pointing to their authority. So now they just got to go harder at it. And the result of this, if you want me to put much more simple concepts, is what we call cancel culture. The result of everything that I just explained is how we got to what I talked about in episode 1755, the scary truth about cancel culture. What is cancel culture? Cancel culture is a percentage of people deciding that if you say or do something that we don't like, i.e. the authority figures, you say or do something that we don't like, we are going to punish you for it, i.e. canceling you. This is the result of the result. Every action has an equal and opposite reaction, and it just goes on in the chain. The result of us no longer respecting authority the way that we used to is cancel culture. Because, okay, you don't want to trust us. Now, they could have responded in a different way and said, okay, let's rebuild the trust. Let's rebuild this from zero and work to be on common ground again. They decided not to do that. For now, the authority figures who have lost some of their standing, lost some of their respect, for now, their first thing is to fight back. And they're fighting back and they're fighting back with cancel culture. This is people being canceled, arrested, fired, otherwise attacked, shamed, and pushed back against or not accepting the word of people in alleged authority. Cancel culture is simply people in positions of authority who use this appeal to authority logical fallacy, finding other ways to punish you when you don't agree with their use of the fallacy. Don't agree with the fallacy, find a different way to get at you. This is usually the first response when people's authority or position is undermined as they try to fight back. Then after they realize that the fighting back doesn't work, then eventually they capitulate and we can work to get things back to a right space again. But right now we're in the cancel culture step of this process. Let's just call it that. All that said, let's recap today's class, which is the appeal to authority, logical fallacy. Go to the website, yourlogicalfallacyis.com. It has about 20 logical fallacies laid out. You just click on each one. It'll explain what it is or give you an example and help you understand where you may be running into this or where you may be using it also. Point number one, your job title experience or other trappings of achievement do not make your arguments accurate. Just because you have a title does not mean that what you said should be accepted, even on that particular subject. Arguments to stand on their own. Number two, Always be skeptical of a person who uses their resume as a shield against questioning or opposition. We saw a ton of this over the last few years. You're still seeing it to this very day. Ask yourself the question, what does this person gain by having you agree with them or comply with them on this particular subject? You start asking this question, it'll make you question a lot of what people are throwing at you. This is why critical thinking matters so much. You need to understand this whenever you're assessing anything to share with you, especially by a person who is using their authority as the as basically the vehicle to get their point across. Number three. This is the greatest thing that we got from the presidency of Donald Trump by introducing the concept or popularizing fake news. He got everybody to start questioning authority. And this is the reason why the mainstream establishment hated Donald Trump, not because of anything else, not because of anything that he said, not because of anything that he tweeted. It is because of the fact that he got everybody to start questioning the authority of people whose entire business, entire careers were built on having a certain level of authority and having it trusted. He undermined that trust and they will hate him forever for it. Number four, you got to understand the flip side to this. The flip side is the reaction to the reaction. The reaction to the reaction is what we call cancel culture. This is the people whose authority was undermined by the concept of fake news, the concept of questioning authority. They are doubling down by now canceling and attacking anyone who dares question their authority. That is the response to the response. Understand that every action has equal and opposite reaction and it just keeps going on until somebody falls. That's where we're at right now. The next step is finally we're going to get this all fixed, but who knows how long this this wave is going to go. But that's where we're at right now. All that said, text me, get my daily motivation straight to your phone. My number is 305-384-6894. Get your ticket to work on your game live. 
It's happening February 3rd and 4th in Miami. Go to workonyourgame.live. As long as the page is still up, you can still register and get a ticket. Be there. We're going to go over mindset strategy, systems, and execution for two full days in Miami with me. And number three, go to workonyourgameuniversity.com. That's where you can go to your next step in your journey in the work on your game world. That's getting access to all my courses and my coaching programs. That's at workonyourgameuniversity.com. Work on your game. Dre all day. I have a text message line now where every single day from my number, I am sending out a text to everyone in my community with a daily motivation message to keep you sharp, focused, and on point to get started and be energized for your day. If you want to receive my daily motivation text, just send a quick text right now to say hello to this number, 305-384-6894. Again, 305-384-6894. Get my daily motivation text straight to your phone, free of charge, 305-384-6894. 